It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from the heartland, where investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Paranoid Banker Podcast. So when it comes to our government and the wisdom of our government, uh... You got to wonder, you have to wonder what they're thinking now. And this has to do with everything that, I mean, not only what we talked about this morning, and it has to do with everything that we've really been working on over the past really 15, 20 years. And everything is probably an exaggeration, but it's, it, it's really a big deal where I can really say everything to I mean, not only you, you guys here, but um, you know, also those folks that are watching and listening on audio to, to this week's podcast. Because what they're thinking, I don't really understand in terms of how it benefits uh, us investors, you investors. I know what they're thinking in terms of control. Uh, I know what they're thinking in terms of uh, telling you where you should, who and how and where you should invest, and who and how and where they're going to collect tax revenue. And I don't care how you lean politically here at all. It doesn't matter. You just can't agree with any of this. You just can't agree with any of this. Any investor or any person cannot agree with what I'm about to talk about. I don't know how you can. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say it now, and then I'll say it when I'm done. I know you guys in here don't feel that way, but if you think that what I'm saying is total bullshit and it's wrong, and I'm way out there on this, I want to know. Please message me. Tell me I'm off on this. I really want to know, and then I want to know why you feel that way. I want to know why you feel that way, because there are many times where I think I'm 100% right. But on this, I, I think I am. I think I am. Okay, so what am I talking about? What, what's, what's the big deal, Darren? What are you talking So if you haven't heard IRA accounts, IRA and 401k Accounts. So for those of you investors that have IRA and 401k accounts invested in private investments, in alternative investments, legal, legal investments, but alternative investments, the government has a nice little message for you. And this is being spearheaded by the Democratic the Democrats who are spearheading, uh, you know, their three trillion dollar package, and it's, of course, part of the package is collecting as much tax revenue as they possibly can. All right. Again, this isn't a political statement. It's a fact. This the Democrats are spearheading this. It's their three trillion dollar package that they're that they're working on. And they're going to try to force this through, by the way. This is going to be a force issue. Um, they're going to force this through and try to force it through. 
So this is part, a little piece of their package. Okay, so what am I talking about specifically, Darren? Come on, what, what's happening? IRA and 401k investors. I'm reading this. This comes from Millennium Trust Company. Millennium Trust Company is uh, a IRA custodian, institutional client services custodian for many of our investors. So many of our investors use Millennium Trust to invest their IRA or 401k in multifamily communities we have here in the heartland here in the Cedar Rapids area. Okay. By the way, it's not just us. There's hundreds of thousands of investors that have IRA or 401k money invested in other real estate, um, other real estate partnerships, maybe their own real estate that they own individually. Maybe it's so, and not only real estate, but all other investments that are alternative investments that you can now legally invest your IRA or 401k dollars in, these guys oversee it. That's not only, they're not the only company, there's hundreds of companies that do this. Okay, this is just one such company that does a pretty damn good job of it, in my opinion, so I pay attention to what they say. Here's the legislation that's coming down. The proposed legislation would prohibit the use of IRAs to invest in privately placed equity and debt securities or other investments that require IRA owners to meet minimum financial, educational, or licensing requirements. For example, the legislation would prohibit IRAs from holding unregistered securities that are offered to accredited investors like equity or debt securities in small businesses or investments in private funds. What does that mean? Well, what that means is if you, if you, Sally and Bill and myself, want to invest our IRA in an LLC to purchase uh, a business, to purchase a commercial building, to purchase a farm, to purchase a apartment community, guess what this says? Uh-uh-uh, we're not going to let you do that. We're not going to let you do that. Okay? Uh, this is big. This is a big deal, folks. If you think about how many people currently have IRAs or 401ks invested in private debt or equity securities, it's. I mean, I don't. I, could, I wouldn't even want to start to do the math billions and billions of dollars okay so here's what the government is telling you right now just and I'm, I'm gonna read more but here's what they're telling you right now folks they want to tell you where you can and cannot invest are you getting this message because this is the message this isn't about um, moving you around so they can collect tax revenue I mean that's part of it but now the government is saying, look, we know better than you do on where you should invest your money. That's what that says. And I hope that's what you're reading through this. Let me read it again. 
prohibit the use of IRAs to invest in privately placed debt or equity or debt securities or other in, or other investments that require IRA owners to meet minimum financial, educational, or licensing requirements. So here's what they're saying. You can't invest your IRA in that small business because you're not licensed to do so. You don't have our blessing to do so, our permission to do so. You can't invest your 401k in that farm property, in that vacant lot, in that commercial lot, in that commercial building, in that commercial enterprise. You can't do that because you need to meet certain um, licensing, educational requirements. The IRAs, would the IRAs would be prohibited from holding unregistered securities. What the hell do you think an LLC is? It's an unregistered security. That's what it is. If you and I are partners in an LLC, guess what we own? An unregistered security. Do you see why this is a big deal? This is huge. This takes away a huge part of the spirit of capitalism in this country, right there. Oh no, you can't do that. You can't. In, you can't form an LLC with and have your IRA or 401k be a member of that and invested in that to buy that new business you wanted to start. To buy that piece of farm, to buy in multifamily. So this isn't just about me and multifamily, kids. The government is telling you where and how you can invest your own money. How can anybody go along with this? There's more. The bill would also prohibit IRA owners from investing in non-publicly traded entities in which the IRA owner and related entities own more than 10% interest. So here's what that tells you. If you currently have an IRA or 401k in a non-publicly traded entity, and it owns more than 10%, guess what? You gotta get everything out of there other than 10%. That's what that tells you. I'll read it again. Prohibit IRA owners from investing in non-publicly traded entities in which the IRA owner and related entities, including the IRA, own more than 10%. Or any entity in which the IRA owner is an officer or director regardless of ownership percentage. Okay, so if your IRA is the director, the manager of the company, no, uh -uh, can't be now. Prohibited, can't be now. Just let that sink in for just a second. So if you wanna invest your IRA or 401k, and you want to be the manager, the president, the director, um, officer, or director, regardless of ownership percentage, you are prohibited from doing so. Who in the hell? Who sits around and comes up with this stuff? That's what I want to know. I mean, 
our legislators, and I'm, I'm balling them all together because, look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of legislators out there, senators, con I mean, there's a lot of people on Capitol Hill that have no, have no idea what this even is. They don't even know. Especially on the GOP side of things. They're like, what the hell is this? And there's a lot of people on the Democratic side of things. The Democrat, they have no idea what this is, but there's some people sitting in rooms just like this that are coming up with this shit. That's what's disturbing. In a country that if there's anything that we should be able to have the freedom to do in this country is invest our IRA or 401k in pretty much almost any damn thing we want. It's our money. It's my money. If I want to buy that chair, I can't because it's an unregistered fucking security. That's what that says. <laughs> That's what that says. Um, okay. Oh, no, there's more. There's more. If the legislation is passed, you would no longer be able to offer these types of investments to investments to hold their IRA. So that's really for me. So that's really for guys like me. So in other words, I could not say to you anymore, yeah, sorry, even though your IRA could really do well owning this apartment community, you can't because they said so. Unbelievable. The proposals, if enacted, this is where it gets really fun. I, are you paying attention to me? Listen to this. Can you tell this pisses me off just a little bit? I'm thinking about my investors here. I'm thinking about all of my partners, the people that I've had relationships with for years that are looking at this wondering what the hell are they going to do. All of the people that I've talked to that would love to get involved with us in something, planning on getting involved with us, and they're wondering, what the hell am I going to do? And then, of course, all of the people out there that I don't even know, and they're all wondering, what the hell are we going to do? Because listen to the cherry on top of this one. This is your government in action, folks. Listen to this one. <clears throat> the proposals, if enacted, would require investors to dispose of any such investments they currently hold in their IRAs no later than December 31 of 2023, which could negatively impact the market for your investments and cause significant disruption. Let me just repeat this. The proposals, if enacted, would require investors to dispose of any such investments that they currently hold in their IRAs no later than December 31, 2023. Let that sink in just for a second while I sip my Diet Coke. Here's what that says, kids. What that says is if this legislation passes, any investments you have now in any unregistered security small business you have, small business you maybe you're invested in, 
maybe you loaned your brother some money through your IRA and he's paying you back, maybe it's a mortgage or something. We could come up with thousands of examples. You now have to sell that and dispose of it in the next two years. Because the government says so. Unbelievable. So now, and by the way, this isn't grandfathering you in. Because sometimes with this kind of BS, they might grant this is, oh, no, 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 you're not grandfathered in. So right now, over 40%, nah, I take it back. That's probably pretty close. 40% of investors involved with me have IRA or 401k invest. So here's what this says. 40% of those investors would have to sell in the next two years, no matter what. What if the market is good? What if the market is bad? What if they lose money? Doesn't matter. The government's telling you you got to sell in the next two years. So now I'm going to get back to my question. If any of you feel that there's any benefit in any of this, and why anyone should be welcoming this with open arms, please let me know. I'd love to know why. And I'd love to be able to share that information with the thousands and thousands of investors that I deal with all the time. I wanna know, I want to know what is so great about it that I'm missing. And I'll tell you the big thing that bothers me about it, and I've already said it a little bit, and then I'll tell you what's going on and why they're doing it in the short term, but then the long-term benefit for them. Just as a side note, to be naive enough to think that the government would not do this is being way too naive. Um, because to think anything worse could come down the line on top of this and thinking it can't get worse than this is being way too naive because it can. And I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I mean, I don't sit around, you know, trying to connect the dots and all that stuff. Um, but if you think this is like just the beginning, you're, you're wrong. And it should worry you. It really should. Um, so what's going on? The biggest problem I've got here is being told where I can invest my money. Here's where you can invest and here's where you can invest. And oh, by the way, if you've already invested in such a thing, you now have to take it out because we tell you to take it out. So who's really in control of your investing decisions? Who? The government. And there's also a hell of a lot of influence by major, major companies that are in mainly equity kinds of investments that don't, that are not unregistered. What companies are they? The Fidelities of the world, the American Centuries of the world, 
the Schwabs of the world, okay? And I could go on and on, T. Rowe Price, and I could go on and on. Now, am I saying they have anything to do with this in the back office? I'm not saying that. I'm saying they're the ones that would benefit because that's where all of the money would go. Would be in banks, credit unions, and places like that. Why would, so, so number one, before we miss this, this is the most important part of this. It's not, the most important part isn't about how they're going, how they're looking at trying to generate more tax revenue, kids. That's not it. That's not it. That's not the most important part. The most important part of this is controlling you, controlling where you move and place your own money. See, I thought the government telling me as a private property owner that I have to keep somebody in my own private property whether I want to or not was bad, which just happened over this last year and is still happening in some parts of the country. And just as another side note to that, don't think that's over with because that's not over with. Oh, yeah, we're done with. No, no. Oh, no. But just when I thought that was bad, being told that you have to keep somebody in there, uh, we know it's your property, we know you own it, we know you've gone through hell to get there, to own it, to be able to own it, to be able to offer that, but we don't care, it's your own private property, even though there's an, um, there's an amendment in the Constitution that says you've got rights. Yeah, you really don't have rights. Uh, we're going to tell you who you can, how long they can stay there, who it can be, and that's the way it's going to be. I thought that was bad. But now it's, now we're going to tell you where you have to place your money. Or take your money out of, take your money out of and move it around. We're telling you that. And if you think I'm being too dramatic about this, I'm kind of blowing it up a little more than what I typically do. I'm hot about it. That's, there's, that, that's true. I'm fired up about this. And, and you better be fired up about this too. This is not about politics. This is not about red versus blue, okay? Or blue versus red. I don't, this is about your individual freedom to do whatever the hell you want to do with your own money. And you can't because somebody's telling you where it needs to go. Now, why are they doing this? They're doing this to move it into more traceable equity investments so they can get at your equity faster, so they can get at your cash faster. Okay? Think of it this way. Here's my analogy. If you're invested in real estate right now, let's say you own an apartment community with me and my other partners. You guys know this right? How hard is it for the government to get their hands on your money if it's in equity and real estate? How do they do that? Well, they can't. I mean, they can put a lien on it, sure, but let's say they need that money now. They need that cash. They need that. How can they get it? No. It's in a property, which is one of the reasons why we like real estate is because it's protection. There's some protection there of your cash. And a lot of it for me used to be so it can't be stolen. Well, 
I was always talking about like criminals, cyber thieves. This is an attempt to steal your money. Why in the hell else would they want to take your money and require you to even, if it's in there now, move it into an investment that is more equity-based where you can call up any minute and say, hey, I want my money out of there. Only it's not you doing the calling, it is the government doing the calling through taxes, through pulling money out of what you have and much worse later if they want to. Here's the other little thing to think about about this. Think about this. It's an attempt to make everything you have as liquid as possible, is what it is. That's what this is. This is an attempt to really do everything that the government can do to make everything you have as liquid as possible, especially your IRA and 401k. Because for most people, where is their biggest pile of money, their biggest chunk of money? Where is it? It's in an IRA or 401k for most people. I mean, I'm not talking people worth 10 million or more. Uh, that's not the case. But I'm talking about most people. It, their biggest pile of money is in the IRA or 401k. So it's really move, making it more liquid, making it liquid as possible. Why? The surface answer is to collect more income taxes, making it easier to collect tax revenue. And not really income taxes, but things like capital gains, more capital gains tax. But at the end of the day, it's all income taxes, okay? So it's really an attempt to liquefy most everything you've got in IRA or 401k to collect taxes. But there's even a bigger reason, and I'm going to tell you what it is. So at the risk of now sounding like I'm conspiracy guy, listen to what I'm going to tell you. Remember what I'm going to say because this is coming. Maybe not right away, but it's coming. This is setting the stage to handle our national debt. This is setting the stage to deal with our national debt. What do you mean? Our national debt is skyrocketing out of control. This is no news. As a matter of fact, I'm recording this end of September, early October of 2021, and we're, we're already talking about government shutdown. It's already being talked about. Every six months or so, I wonder if I invest in Diet Coke, if I, can I invest in, uh, anyway. Um, government might not let me. Uh, Government shutdowns about whatever, two, three times a year, you hear about it, you hear it in the news, and depending on how closely you watch or pay attention, um, it's, it's, it's always pretty significant, by the way. Um, but, you know, there's shutdowns all the time. And then there's extensions, and then there's more money found somewhere, uh, which is all, and how it's found is to borrow. So it's really like owning a small business that has a loss every quarter and continuing to have a bank that says, hey, whatever money you need to cover the losses, we're just going to keep feeding it to you. 
you know, two years, 10 years, 20 years, but pretty soon there's going to be a stop. Our country's in really big trouble with its national debt, okay? And um, it's not conspiracy theorists to know that this is the case. And you can't keep borrowing infinitely. You can't. The markets will eventually catch up. Things will eventually catch up. Or as my grandfather used to tell me, eventually the rooster comes back to roost, okay? Or the hen comes back to the hen house or shit, I don't know, something like that, right? Name my grandpa here, he used to help me out with that. But ultimately, the stage is being set to collect money to pay the national debt, is really what it is. That's setting the stage for it. To liquefy as much of your assets as possible, to, yeah, in the near term, in the short term, we've got this $3 trillion thing they want to do, okay? And here's how it's going to be funded, and this is a part of how it's going to be funded. But it's setting the stage now to grab as much of your liquid, it's now liquid, it's not in real estate anymore, it's not in unsecured unregistered securities, it's now at a place where they can get it. And why would they want to get it? Because we have a national debt that is out of control. This is setting the stage for that. I know. Come on, Garmin. You got to be Have you been drinking too many Diet Cokes, dude? Come on. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. And if you think that this can't happen, please rethink what's happened over the last 10 years in this country in various places, probably some places close to you, and ask yourself that same question on more of a local level on how it's affected you. It's coming. So, what do you do about this? Again, I'll say it the third time, if there's anyone that finds any reason why this is a great idea, I really want to know. Please, you know what, call me. Call me on my cell phone. Call me, please. Matter of fact, um, I would tell you to call me. I, I want to hear from you. My phone number's everywhere. Okay? Call me. I want to hear from you. Because this is what's being set up, kids. This is what's going on. And please don't, don't be silent about this. Please don't put your head in the sand. And please don't be moved around like players on a game board about this. Please don't do that. Lead. Be like a leader about this. Because this is serious. Okay? So what do you do? You need to get in touch with the, your political folks. Okay, let's talk about what Millennium Trust says you should do. Let's, let's just hear from them. Because... Um, 
I think they've got some pretty good points. Contact your elected officials in the United States House of Representatives and Senate and tell them. You oppose limitations on IRA investment choice sections 138312 and 138314 of the House Reconciliation Bill. You're also concerned that the legislation neg negatively impacts the ability of small business to employ everyday Americans to obtain the funding necessary to operate and grow their business and create jobs. You believe the legislation will ultimately increase the wealth gap. Yeah, it will, because it would limit the ability of many Americans whose investable funds are almost exclusively in their retirement accounts to invest in private investments. Or in other words, to invest in whatever the hell they want to invest in. On a personal level, the invest the, the, it prevents IRA investors from accessing um, any offerings that they want to, thereby negatively impacting not just business, but the ability of small and other businesses to raise necessary capital to grow. Very true. Will artificially drive down the price of investments by requiring IRA investors to sell and liquidate fast. So, uh, I have political opinions. I have many political opinions. I don't necessarily share them a lot. Uh, I, will, I don't share them often is probably a better way to say it. I don't. Um, but in this case, you need to get in touch. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, somewhere in the middle, um, somewhere not even close. I don't care. You better be contacting your House of Representatives and your Senate and voicing your concern about this. Because if this goes through, think of Think of the bureaucratic machine it would create to oversee this stuff. Think about that. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? What do you do? Well, I work for that part of the government that makes sure that makes sure that the IRAs are only invested in certain things. That's what I do. I'd just like to have that job title. I mean, some probably would. Um, think about that. But that's minor, really, and that's just me rambling on this podcast. Uh, when we have really serious things at stake here, this is really serious. And so what I'm hoping that you do is please put it in your schedule within sometime within the next week. Don't just be moved around like freaking pieces on a chessboard here or a game board. Stand up for yourself. You have a voice. Let it be heard. Get in touch with your politicians and let them know this is absolutely ridiculous. Don't just sit back. Oh, somebody will handle it. Oh, that'll never happen. Oh, this isn't going to, this is America. We don't do, please don't be so naive about this. Take your time to 
make an effort to lead, be heard, and let people know this cannot, cannot happen. Okay? This cannot happen. Especially in a country that we have that was built on the freedoms. I mean, there are... How many millions of people have died for this country to give us the ability to be able to invest our money wherever the hell we want? What does that say to them? Ah, Darren, now you're being too dramatic. You're overdoing it. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. I mean, get real. Our freedoms here are at stake, folks. Right here. And again, it's not just about control of where you can invest your money and having somebody tell you where you can and can't. The ultimate goal here is to liquefy your holdings so that it can be grabbed when it needs to be grabbed. That's what's going on here, ultimately. And the big target is national debt or really anything else that someone or some people feel it needs to go. Don't give them that control. Don't give them that control. Do something about it, okay? If you have any questions, if you want to talk to me more about this, reach out to me, please. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to have conversations with you about it. I'll give you some ideas on maybe some things you can do, who you should be contacting, okay? I'm happy to do that. Happy to have those conversations. Email, reach out to me, email. Okay? On our Facebook page, get to me on our Facebook page. Fine. But goodness sake, folks, don't just sit on your ass and on your hands about this. Please do something. Because the worst thing that I would want to have happen is for me to be right. That wouldn't be good. I want to be wrong about all of this. I want to be wrong about it all. So the worst thing for me is to have you call me, text me. Yeah, uh, yeah, Darren, you're right about that. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Okay? All right. So let's do it, okay? All right. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com.